The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav are headed for the last frontier, Alaska. They'll focus on Alaska's endless hunting and fishing opportunities, ideal sporting destinations, and what to expect from its breathtaking, rugged terrain. Joining them will be Pat and Nicole Ree from Driven, plus Jason Carter with Under Armour presents Ridge Reaper, Outdoor Life's Andrew McKeon, and Mrs. Bunny. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, here's Jim and Trav. Way up north to Alaska. Going north, the rush is on. Uh-huh. You know, I co-wrote that song. Yes, you did, 30 years before you were born. Have you tried out for American Idol? I should really do that. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> you really should. Okay, besides me singing, who was uh, singing with me? I don't know. I don't even know what that song is from. Johnny Horton. Johnny Horton, yeah. All right, besides John Wayne, who else starting a bunny um we just talked about this i heard this it's i i don't know i don't remember Stuart granger okay. ah, played his uh, sidekick and uh and angel course, angel was the french girl right french girl and then uh, fabian all right all right played so the younger brother of Stuart granger once again like marsh said we were talking about the last frontier on today's show going to be joined uh by pat nicole reeve of driven tv outdoor channel every tuesday night 9 30 p.m eastern time how about jason carter under armor presents ridge reaper that's an awesome show yeah he also, runs on his underwear on ridges yeah, on Outdoor Channel. That is Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, old Andrew McKeon. Yeah. We have him on for his facial hair and great personality. He's the executive editor of Outdoor Life Magazine. We're going to have Tiff's Tips, too. This is uh, Tiffany's fourth installment, I think, right? Yeah, she's doing a great job. All right, so, Mrs. Bunny, how you doing? I think we've been ignoring you. I'm great. How it's are you? Good. We're, it's fun to ignore you. I know. Yeah, it's easy. You know, one of the things I... <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> the last frontier of today's show. You're the, you're the light in this room. She really is. Yeah. All right, so this first She's segment. She's like Midnight Sun. With Mrs. Bunny is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan, innovation that excites. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, what are we talking about? The the last frontier, Alaska. What are you talking about? Fishing. Now, oh. Alaska has more inland water than any other state in the country. I think something like 20,000 square miles of inland water. Just inland. And, That's amazing. Yeah, and they have three different oceans on three different shores, which is amazing. The, the reach is amazing. Anyway. Jim has that in his backyard. That's yeah. right. Okay. I'm the land of a bazillion lakes. Anyway, so to narrow it down, flag. <laughs> to narrow it down specifically, we're going to talk the Kenai River. But first of all, summer in uh, Alaska, awesome time to go, especially July, because um, this is when your days peak. You have the longest days of summer. And so in your daytime temperatures are like 80 degrees, which beats the 102 here right now. And it rains every day, too. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful time to go. And there's a lot of great fishing to be had. So Kenai River, first of all, July is um, when the second run of King Salmon happened, which is tends to be larger 
of the first. Typically, um, in the middle Kenai, they see fish in numbers between 50 and 80,000 going wow. up and down the stream. So, yeah, and believe it or not, they actually have a counting station where the fish swim over and it actually clicks a count. No, okay. no, I used to, yeah. I, I applied for that job. Like, yeah. one, two. You can hold your breath long enough. <laughs> God, I lost count at <laughs> a thousand. I did not know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Well, yeah. the, the run lasts the entire month, but the best um, weeks of fishing are the last two weeks. Those are the peak weeks of fishing. So if you are interested, you need to get your butt there. Or if you're going to do it next year, you need to make early reservations because at almost every outfitter, guide and outfitter, you're going to have those dates fill up um, the quickest. You know, I know we're talking about the Kenai, but really any opportunity uh, you get to hunt or fish anywhere in Alaska is amazing. Yeah, in almost any river in Alaska. You know, we haven't even talked uh, and probably won't today, the Bristol Bay drainage. Uh, that's where that Pebble Mine project right. has been kind of halted right now. But uh, that's the largest um, what's uh, sockeye salmon right. uh, mm-hmm. fishery in the world. Okay. It's right there in Bristol Bay. Yeah. Which is just, oh geez, probably 300, maybe 350 miles west of the Kenai. That's just like a skip Hop and a plane right away, um, <laughs> in a in a, uh, uh, a dog sled right yeah. away. All right, so let's get back to the Kenai. What else you got, Miss Money? Um, July is also when the second run of red salmon starts Ooh. to appear on the Kenai. This largest, um, this is the larger of the reds, and they consist of more than one million fish. Generally, holy in this cow! Run. Um, and really, most time anglers can expect to catch reds that weigh in between nine and thirteen pounds when Ooh. fishing in the middle Kenai. Yeah, those are Man. the sockeye salmon. Well, people call them reds. People call them sockeye. Mm-hmm. Well, each their own. You say of, potato, I say potato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're also considered the best eating fish, right? They are. Yeah, the best eating salmon, yeah. Um, then you have the silver or the coho salmon, and they begin their migration up the Kenai toward the end of July, you know, so um, end of July, early August, but that's when they start. And um, they enter the stream at a steady pace until the end of September, you know, so you still have time to, to get there for that. But they're they're voracious feeders. They literally eat everything, and so they're fun to, they're fun to hook. Be like hooking me. <laughs> I'm a voracious eater. You know, I have to say, like when you get salmon at a restaurant here, it's not fresh. Of course, you get salmon in the store. It's whatever. probably a farm salmon. Well, yeah. I, I, it's like my least favorite fish. However, fresh salmon that you catch, like there, going oh, to the Kenai, it's like good. You're stuff. not going to find anything better. I mean, that is just fantabulous, fantabulous, yeah, fantabulous. Like <laughs> It'd be a two sock day. I'm trying to like mash words together, yeah. so I sound smarter. Well, when things are awesome, you just make up a word. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say when something's cool, I go, shabazzle. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's just like, There's whoa. There's nothing else that, that can cool. describe it. Yeah. Fishing I, in Alaska is shabazzle. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fantabulous. I work with idiots. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. So okay. what, what else you got for uh, us? Pacific halibut. Um, they are Just in, for the halibut. Yeah. They're present in all co- Alaska coastal areas throughout the year. But summer is when the majority of the larger fish move closer to shore for feeding. And you have fish that are abundant in a huge range of sizes from about ping pong paddles. Uh, up to um, fish that can exceed 400 pounds plus. Yeah, so. I caught a 209 pounder. Yeah, that's And it was huge. like pulling in a barn door. I, I mean, it. it was just. Well, that's what they said. Volkswagen. And that's what it's called. They call them barn doors when they're the big ones. And when they're small, they call them ping pong battles. So, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, rainbows and Dolly Varden. Um, they're found throughout the entire Kenai. Um, but uh, if you find a guide that has a Kenai National Wildlife Refuge permit um, in the upper Kenai, you can target rainbows. And that's a great fishery for them. Yeah. Actually, I fish the upper uh, Kenai, which actually is the Russian River that flows into the Kenai. And, uh, of course, the Dolly Varden is actually a char. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little different than the rainbow trout. And uh, well, I'll tell you, they're really fun to catch. Yeah. Every time Jim goes there, they say it's Jim's folly. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're talking about the last frontier on today's show and Jimmy's facial hair. Yes. It's coming I, in nicely. I'm growing. He's growing a goatee, well, people. You should post a picture on Facebook or something. It's scary. Maybe on Twitter. You want so? to? Well, we'll have to. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta get the facial hair coming in for the up and coming uh, fall hunting seasons. Plus, it just looks nice. Yeah, well, you know? this is the first time in sixty-seven years I've actually grown it out. Congratulations! It looks like a sixty-seven-year-old beard right now. All right, so we are talking about the last frontier on today's show. We were just joined by the lovely, as Jim would say, the, the ever, ever lovely uh, Mrs. Bonnie, who's looking ever so pregnant. Oh, baby, you better believe it. All right, so coming up after the break, we're going to be joined by Pat and Nicole Reeve of Driven TV. Check them out on Outdoor Channel. That is every Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, great people. Also, Tiff's Tips, the fourth installment. Coming up next, that's Tiffany Likoski. Yeah, with Tiff's Tips. There you go. We want to say special thank you to Nissan. Uh, NissanUSA.com, Outdoor Channel, OutdoorChannel.com, forward slash revolution. High Mount Seasonings, HIMTNJerky.com, Extreme Beam, ExtremeBeam.com. Also, Cabela's, they are. The world's foremost outfitter. Cabela's.com, Ruger, Ruger.com. Mrs. Buddy, you're awesome. Schmazzle. Schmazzle. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. All right, don't go anywhere. Here is Mr. Mark. Can I take a listen to what he has to say? Very intelligent person. He comes up with cool words all the time. And have you. We return in just a minute. Outdoor Channel on the Last Frontier. Its capital is Juno. Statehood was granted January 3rd, 1959. Its motto is North to the Future. Its state flower is the Forget-Me-Not. And out of its 626,932 residents, 175,000 of them hunt and fish. Well, our journey to the Last Frontier has just begun. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. And you can do it by emailing us at radio at Outdoor Trails Network. The explorer's dream is to see something new, to go someplace uncharted, to be able to come to their lands, to share their hunting cultures with them, to be a part of them is still a possibility. But you can't go to these uncharted parts of the world without accepting some measure of risk. The Outdoor Channel Original Series, Uncharted. Wednesdays at 7 Eastern. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use, a power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, and a 1022-style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. A good hunting and fishing buddy is hard to find these days. They've got to push through the most grueling and enduring adventures. That's where the Nissan Frontier comes in. It's the perfect wilderness partner with a first-in-class Utilitrack cargo carrying system to strap down your big game and tons of power from a massive 261 horsepower V6 engine. The Frontier has got your back, even on the days you might come up short. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features, 2014 Ward Segmentation, Small Pickup Class, Properly Secure All Cargo. This fourth installment of Tiff's Tips with Tiffany Lukoski from The Crush that's exclusively on Outdoor Channel every Sunday night at 7.30 Eastern is presented to you by Spot Hawk at spot-hawk.com and Morel Targets at moreltargets.com. When I first started hunting, we were basically only hunting whitetails, so my shots were normally 20 and 30 yards. Now that we've been hunting out west, our shot distances have greatly increased. I had tight groups at 20, 30, and was even pretty comfortable shooting at 40 yards, but I wasn't near as consistent at 50 yards and beyond. So a few summers ago, we decided to up our game. 
and I started to shoot only at 50, 60, and 70 yards. Of course, it was frustrating at first, but then my group started to get tighter and tighter after a short period of time. Now my 50, 60, and 70-yard groups are as tight as my 20 and 30-yard groups were years ago. Of course, you hope to never have to take a shot at 70 and 80 yards, but now I feel 100% confident in taking a 40, 50, and even a 60-yard shot at an animal. If you're hunting elk and mule deer out west, you hope for a 30-yard shot, but when you're out spotting stocking, the reality is your shot will probably be farther than that, and it's a great feeling to know that you can make that 60-yard shot. So get out of your comfort range and shoot a little farther than you think. Work your way up to it, and if you start now, you have plenty of time to be ready for the season. These are Tiff's Tips, and you're listening to Jim and Trav on The Revolution. So this fourth installment of Tiff's Tips with Tiffany Lukoski from The Crush that's exclusively on Outdoor Channel every Sunday night at 7.30 Eastern was presented to you by Spot Hog at spot-hog.com and Morel Targets at moreltargets.com. Now let's continue with our trek to the last frontier with Jim and Trav. Tiff Quattro right there. Uh, number four. Yeah, Quattro is four. Anyway, <laughs> Tiffany Lukoski talking about the last frontier on today's show. Alaska, before the break, though, Mrs. Bunny uh, handed out some uh, great fishing spots there on the Kenai. Yeah, actually talked about uh, catching the five uh, species of salmon and uh, rainbow trout yeah. and Dolly Varden. Talked about a lot of things. Anyways, you just missed Tiff's Tips. If you're just now tuning in right now. Um, anyways, being joined by a Pat Nicole Reeve. Got to check him out. Driven TV on Outdoor Channel. That is every Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, check him out again on Friday night, 11 Eastern Outdoor Channel. Um, but this spring, guys, Pat and Nicole, you guys went up to Alaska, right? And you harvested uh, a tremendous brown bear with your bow, correct, Nicole? You got it. Yes. My absolute dream animal hunt of a lifetime. And we were successful. What an incredible, incredible place to go. Yeah. Before uh, we, we went on the air, uh, you mentioned that you were out on the Alaska Peninsula. And of course, that's big bear country out there. Yeah. It was I mean, unbelievable. We saw probably at least a dozen different bears every single day when we were out hunting. I yeah. mean, what other place can you go and see giant brown bears like that and that many every single day? It was absolutely amazing. Now, you know, everybody knows. I, I mean, I'm a big hunter. I love to hunt, but I'm kind of a sissy. I really, I've never been bear hunting. and I He really has lace on his skivvies. I don't have a big desire to go out there, but you guys going out there uh, with your bows, uh, is that a little bit intimidating, Pat Nicole? I mean, your only backup is another arrow. I'm sure your your guide had a gun. Uh, how did that make you feel, though? Well, uh, this is Pat here. I'm going to finally get a chance to talk. But, uh, <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to talk you know to you. <laughs> All I knew that is uh, I was running the camera and really? Nicole was been hunting. I just had to be faster than her. That's all I cared about. <laughs> I could outrun her. I was good to go, right? Yeah, and hoping <laughs> no. for a fat guide. <laughs> you, you always have that sense, you know. Jeez, you're always kind of looking behind you when you're walking in them thick alders. And, yeah. <laughs> You know, when you're, when you're sleeping in a tent that's just, you know, got a piece of nylon fabric between you and whatever's out there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you sleep, tend to sleep a little bit lighter and, you know, any little sound wakes you up in the middle of the night. That's for sure. Yeah. A tent is nothing more than a tortilla, you know, <laughs> it's good to wrap you up in. But, you know, I mean, unless you make a mistake, unlike, you know, black bears, I mean, brown bears are primarily going to leave you alone unless you do something wrong or you stumble upon them in, like you said, an alder or something like, like that. Like a sound cub. 
Um, but when you're out there and you guys, you're trying to be sneaky and you're trying to sneak up on them. And, and then that's funny is when you're hunting, you try to be stealthy. You don't want them to know you're there, but that's going against exactly what forest rangers and everybody tells you, you know, you need to have a bear whistle. You need to be loud. You got to have bells on. It's kind of funny because you're going exactly against the grain when you're hunting for them. Well, that's, that's true. I mean, yeah, you are trying to get close, especially with a bow and arrow, but, yeah. uh, there's two main things to really consider when you're going to hunt brown bears. Obviously, um, there's the two different times of the season. You can hunt them in the spring or you can hunt them in the fall. And one thing I learned quickly that is if you're going to go after them and use archery equipment, you're going to probably want to focus mainly in the fall when the salmon are running. That really brings the bears to a central location. They, they're keyed in on fishing and and eating salmon on the streams. They're you know, preoccupied by by that activity. So um, they're a little bit easier to stock up on. But in the spring, you know, these bears, you're hunting more a bear that's just roaming, uh, you know, feeding up on the mountainsides, uh, could be rutting activity. But they're really not preoccupied as much, and they're generally traveling. So they're harder to get on with, with a bow and arrow versus a rifle. But, uh, you know, Nicole... This is their second go-round. Last year we went, and I'll let her tell you a little bit about it, but last year we went up to Alaska, and we spent like 20 days up there hunting brown bears, and it was extremely cold, and they had record lows, you know, minus 20-degree lows for a long period of time, and the bears never came out of hibernation. They just stayed in their dens, so we just didn't get any opportunities, but... uh, this year, I mean, she was bound to determine she was going to get one, and so we went back. I'll let her talk about that. You bet. You no, know, you know what? I don't. I don't blame the bears. I always giggle and say they were not coming out of hibernation, and I was going into hibernation because <laughs> minus twenty degree temperatures was a bit chilly to be out there bear hunting. We snowmobiled for, like he said, up to twenty days, and Jeez. you know, we just it just simply wasn't happening. The bears just weren't coming out, and. So I said, you know, I'm not giving up that easy. I wanted a brown bear. This was, you know, an, an animal I've always wanted to go after. It's the sheer adrenaline rush and being up close in person, you know, eye to eye with them, especially with a bow and arrow. I thought, what better way? And we went to SDI show this year and met a great guy named Bill Stevenson, Alaska Outfitters, and decided, you know what, this seems like the guy we want to go with. And the girl that actually died for him um, is a very well-renowned bow hunter herself. So I knew if we wanted to get down, I thought, what better way, a girl guide guiding a female, you know, bow yeah. hunter after a big brown bear, that would make an, a tremendous episode. Yeah. So, yeah, on day five of the hunt. And like I said, every day we were seeing just tons and tons and tons of bears. And, um, you know, the boars were out looking for hot sows. And we saw this guy coming down the gravel bar from quite a few hundred yards away. And we hurried and, you know, crossed the swamp and stuff, stuck our hip waders on, our hip boots on, and went across the swamp. And we watched him come from, like, 100 yards down the gravel bar. Mm. And it was so funny because we were ranging. It was, like, 70 yards, 60 yards, 30 yards. It was, wow. like, 25 yards, 23 yards. I'm like, okay, that's close enough. <laughs> I just shoot him, you know. So I just had to wait for him to turn broadside, and I just made a perfect shot. And, shoot, he only went 40 yards, and, wow. and he went down. And, I mean, what an incredible feeling to have a bear of that caliber, big brown bear, eye to eye, with a bow and arrow at 23 steps. I mean, words can't express those feelings. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We're talking with Pat and Nicole. 
Reeve. <laughs> no, I was looking at your notes. Oh, and you said okay. Pat and Nicole, and I was thinking, holy cow, they, they don't do have, a have a last name. name. No, the Bear Aiden. Well, it's kind of like Cher. Yeah, they go by out. their first name. Driven TV with Pat and Nicole. Check them out every Tuesday. That is 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also Friday, check them out. Hanging around the house, 11 uh, Eastern Time. Uh, so coming up after the break, we got Jason Carter with Under Armour Presents Ridge Reaper. He's on Mondays. That is 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Talking about hunting the last frontier. Big thank you, though, to Anissa. On Outdoor Channel, High Mountain Seasonings, Extreme Beam, Cabela's, and Ruger. Hey, uh, Mr. Pat, Miss Nicole, thank you so much uh, for coming on and telling us about your awesome hunt up there in Alaska. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us and have a wonderful day, guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right, here's Mark. Don't go anywhere. bit of Alaskan history from Nissan. Alaska is the United States' largest state, and it's over twice the size of Texas, or one-fifth of the entire U.S. Measuring from north to south, the state is approximately 1,400 miles long, and measuring from east to west, it's 2,700 miles wide. Nearly one-third of Alaska lies within the Arctic Circle. And while she may have been ridiculed in the 2008 presidential campaign, Sarah Palin may not have been too far off with her comments, as Alaska is is located only 55 miles east of Russia. So we're talking all things Alaska this week. And don't miss a minute. Head for OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution for the complete show. It's been said that the history of weapons is indeed the history of the world. Gun Stories, hosted by Joe Montaigne. We go behind the barrel with historians, shooters, and experts. A riveting journey through the history of firearms. These are the three finest American shotguns ever made. Clint Eastwood's got this gun. I gotta have one. Midway USA's Gun Stories, Wednesday nights, 8 Eastern, on Outdoor Channel. Meet the gun that almost won the West. Best place to find a Boone and Crockett mule deer? Colorado, of course. Best place to learn about them? Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. High Mountain Seasonings makes wild game that much better. When you add High Mountain Seasonings brines, rubs, shakers, marinades, dips, and seasoning kits. Yum! Order your favorites at HIMTNJerky.com today. This is the revolution. Now I can really hear them. With Jim and Trav. Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed old Pat and Nicole Reeve. Uh, they're talking about uh, hunting bear the spring. Hunting bear the spring. Big brown bear she just got. I uh, got to check them out. Uh, Driven TV Outdoor Channel Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Just now being joined by Jason Carter, and he's with uh, Under Armour Presents. He's Rich the Reaper. underwear guy. Yeah, I got to check him out on Outdoor Channel as well. Every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, talking about the last frontier hunting and fishing. In Alaska. You know, I was looking, though, how many different things can you hunt in Alaska? Big game species. You got black bear, of course, brown bear, and grizzly bear, caribou, doll sheep, deer, uh, marine mammals, which that's made the, to the it's native. Like a walrus or shooting a Volkswagen in your driveway. Yeah, something like that. A moose, mountain goat, muskox, wolf, and wolverine. Ah, big game. All right, so cool. Anyway, you get those at uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Good boots. There's a lot of Michigan wolverines oh, there. Pushed my mic away. Anyways, Jason, how's it going, buddy? 
Good. I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Good. I wish I looked like you guys. You know, when you're in your Under Armour, I, I, no, I don't look like that. No. <laughs> I need to start working out. I, I think, have, Jason. I need to have some pregnancy <laughs> pants ones. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you guys got too much time there in the chair at the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be more like you. Now, okay, hunting Alaska. You know, obviously you've been there a lot. What do you? What, what is your favorite species to go after? Do you like to fish there as well? Yeah, I like to fish. Um, I've done a variety of fishing, including salmon and halibut and whatnot, but. Um, really a hunter at heart and I really like to hunt sheep. I like to hunt the doll sheep up there. Really? Um, you know, and kind of get up into that crazy country and, and, uh, you know, so, and I also apply for the draws. We got some draw systems up there where you can apply and, and get some of these more coveted tags, but I've never been lucky enough to draw. So, you, but there are some over the counter tags and you can go with an outfitter and, and have a great hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually, I took a really nice doll, uh, in the Wrangles. And, uh, oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, he was about seven and a half years old and had uh, 31 inches from lamb tip to lamb tip. He has a wide flare. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, my first sheep that I ever harvested was up in Alaska and it was up uh, near Dead Horse, Alaska out of Happy Valley at the very top. Oh, really? In, in, uh, the North Slope of the Brooks Range. Yeah. Now, so. doll sheep, that's not for the faint of heart. No. I mean, that, that is a tough hunt, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough hunt. I think you got to be prepared to do, uh, you know, to endure anything from snow to rain to wind and whatnot. But overall, I think it's just mental. I think guys can prepare for it, and you can do Stairmaster and, you know, <laughs> get on a let's go and really work for it for, you know, three or four months. I think you'd be in shape for it. It's just mentally, just mentally draining on people. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that was the only hunt that I was ever on, on my doll sheep hunt, where actually I got uh, blisters between my toes from crunching them up so much, trying to yeah. stay on that scree slope, because you can slide a thousand yards if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. It's crazy rock stuff. And then a lot of times you're uh, between your feet sweating and then just being wet all the time and trudging through rivers. You know, you're dealing with wet feet all the time, which doesn't help those blisters either. Yeah. Now, you know, we're talking with uh, Pat Nicole Reed from Driven uh, just before you. And we're talking about gear. And obviously, Under Armour, you guys have some of the best, I, I want to say, the best gear If you're going to layer, you need Under Armour. Now, let's kind of talk about that. Okay, you're going to be hunting doll sheep. Um, tough hunt, tough conditions. How do you prepare yourself, not physically, but clothing-wise? How do you go about outfitting yourself? Probably one of the most important things is that you try to stay as dry as you can. So you need a good rain gear. Yeah. You need a good outer shell. And then you need good boots. So those, in my opinion, those are the two most important things. And then I like to have some synthetic so when it gets wet, you can, you're still dry. You're still warm, you know. And so, um, so you just want to be able to layer because it can be as much as, you know, 50, 60 degrees in the middle of the day in the sun. And then it can turn off really cold and nasty within a couple hours. Yeah, a mistake a lot of guys make is they think, well, geez, I'll put on this cotton T-shirt and I'll be just fine. But, boy, I'll tell you what, that gets wet. Next thing you know, you're cold. Oh, it's nasty. I've been in camp with guys that, that uh, left camp and Wranglers in the cotton T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <tight> wranglers. <laughs> and uh, luckily they killed a sheep. That particular guy killed a sheep the first day. But it, it's not something... 
gear is very, very important on those type of hunts. Yeah, the rhinestone cowboys in the woods now. You know, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Remember, you you mentioned earlier about you know mental fatigue is one of the tough things, especially when when you're sheep hunting. But getting lost to anything out there, your surroundings, because let's face it, unless you live in that country and you deal with it uh, day in day out, you you can only be so prepared for it. So, do you think your your mental strength, your capability to handle a, a certain situation is most most common for most people to fail first before gear or anything that you as a person will break down first? There's no question in my mind that mental, when you lose your mental stability, then your physical will go with it. Your body, our human bodies are awesome and they can withstand way more than we put them through. Yeah, I think it's guys, when guys are nervous and mentally not prepared, they get wet, they've been wet for four days, they're cold, they, they haven't, they don't, they haven't had a square meal. They haven't talked to any of their loved ones. I think that all goes against, and then, and then the hunting is poor or the weather and the hunting is poor and you've spent two days in a tent because it's nonstop rain. I think that wears on people. And if you can go with a tough mental attitude is the bottom line is I don't get to do this very often. I'm going to kick butt. I'm going to do everything I can. Yeah. I'm not going to die. I'm going to give it everything I got. And if you can give it grit, you can handle a lot. Even guys that aren't physically prepared can do a lot more than they think they can. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Jason Carter. Of course, he is uh, with Under Armour Presents, Rich Reaper. Got to check him out every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Such a great show. We want to say a big thank you, though, to Nissan Outdoor Channel, High Mountain Seasonings, Extreme Beam Cabela's, and Ruger. Uh, here is a quick word from Mark. Who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, we've got uh, Andrew McKinn. He's the executive, executive editor. for Outdoor Life. Great guy. Wonderful Talking smile. about the last frontier. Super facial hair. That's Love that man. <laughs> Mr. Jason, where can we find you guys online, buddy? You guys go to RidgeReaper.com. That comes right into the show as well as, uh, you know, places you can buy gear. That's right. Get Under Armour. Uh, get you a, need it. Uh, Stairmaster. Think like Jason Carter and you'll have a great season this fall. Isn't that right, buddy? <laughs> That's right. Good luck to everybody. <laughs> All right. You've got to get to a break. Here's a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere. Outdoor Channel on the Last Frontier. Alaska boasts the lowest population density in the nation. The population of Alaska is only 626,932. And compared to the population of bears in Alaska, there is one bear for every 21 people. Alaska has the highest concentration of bears, grizzly, black, and polar, numbering at 100,000. And while it is legal to hunt bears in Alaska, waking a sleeping bear for the purpose of taking a photograph is prohibited and also stupid. Now stay plugged into the revolution 24-7 by following us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN for updates on the show. We are starting out our season with a bang. For Lee and Tiffany, it was love at first shot. I'm sitting here admiring Lee's big bull. Wait all year for this hunt. Big bull. Now they're a match made in outdoor heaven. I've been practicing my elk calling. Oh no. <laughs> We're about ready to put a big buck in the truck. 
Besides a big buck, what else do you need? Crush with Lee and Tiffany. Sunday nights at 7.30 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. The hunting is going to be good. Perfect gift for a hunter. Hundreds of stories and photos of big elk, deer, moose, and more. Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037 today. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. I'm not sure where to begin. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Fasten your seatbelts. Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed old that Jason Carter. He's with uh, Under Armour Presents. Rich Reaper. Yeah, I'd like to see in a fight, Pat Reeve, Jason Carter, who would win? Nicole. Nicole would. That's who would win. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about hunting and fishing, the last frontier on today's show. That is Alaska. Just now being joined by Andrew McKeon. He is the owner, operator, executive editor, uh, pretty much everything. Outdoor Life. Got to check him out. Andrew, you're a wonderful man. How's it going, buddy? Well, I'm not as good as you think so, but uh, I'm pretty good. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> now, we were, I got to say, during the break, we were talking about you do have some epic facial hair. <laughs> Although it's seasonal, you know. Uh, <laughs> right now, I am as, as I don't want to say anything about baby's fannies, but uh, I'm pretty clean shaven. You don't want to be but banned you know from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> starting about, I can't help it. It's like, you know, it's my seasonal affective disorder starting about September 15th. It starts coming on. And, yeah. You know, here, I live here in Montana where if you don't have good facial hair, you're just kind of a second class citizen. You're nobody. You know, I've always said, though, manliness isn't seasonal. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good motto. All right. So let's get to Alaska. Okay. Okay. You're a big outdoorsman. You know all about it. What is your favorite game to pursue in The Last Frontier? You know, I've got a couple. I am a caribou junkie. Really? That's really yeah. That's, that's one of the great gifts of Alaska is a do-it-yourself caribou hunt. You can do it really however you want. It could be a fly-in deal. You can drive the Alaska Highway. You can hunt off the roads. You can float a river and hunt. It's uh, it's a great gift. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I have actually hunted caribou five times up there. Took a double shovel and uh, made Boone and Crockett. Hunted, and it was a really nice animal. Hunted so much, they almost went extinct. <laughs> well, it's actually, you know, caribou across the northern range, especially in uh, eastern Canada, they're in tough shape. But they're, caribou are kind of on the ropes all over the place. We're not really exactly sure what's going on with them. But even in Alaska, uh, it's not kind of the land of plenty that it used to be. There's still tons of hunting opportunity. It's still a great hunt, but you may have to hunt a little harder, and that's probably because of you. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Now, did, you, did you find that the caribou bruise pretty easy once you hit them? <laughs> um, I don't quite know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me cape this guy out. Let me see you real quick here. <laughs> did you ask him maybe? Well, I don't know. I you, will say. Well, you know, I will you, say it's the best eaten meat in the world until the rut, and then it's uh, it's a little bit uh, hard to handle. But uh, yeah, it's a great hunt. Yeah, yeah. Now you had mentioned that there's a couple of animals that you like to go after. What's the other animal you like to go after in Alaska? Uh, well, I'm a moose junkie too. Oh uh, yeah. There's something, there's something about those 65 inch Alaska moose that just turned my crank. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't brought home one home quite that dimension, but. Um, I love moose. Uh, and again, it's uh, kind of any way you want to hunt them. Uh, fly in, hunt Florida River, uh, hunt them off the highways. Yeah. Yep. Now, have you ever caught a she fish? 
uh, I can't answer that uh, on the air. <laughs> <laughs> he does know that they bruise easy. <laughs> you said we wouldn't ask that. We wouldn't go there. We broke our contract. I got to tell you, I threw everything I had in the tackle box at a pod. I think you call them pods anyhow, on the Kuskokorn River. Couldn't get them to bite at all. Uh, you know, they're funny. I mean, I, I actually have caught them. I've ended up, and this is going to sound as, just as awful as it, as it probably is, but I've snagged them. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're easy to do there, but boy, in terms of, they're just, they can be pretty fickle in terms of biting. Yeah. Now, Andrew, before we go on with this, buddy, to find out more about you, possibly get a subscription, uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Well, go to OutdoorLife.com. And in fact, we uh, often have dispatches from our man in Alaska. We've got a oh, correspondent. Really? Tyler Friel lives in Fairbanks, and he's living the life all of us lower 48ers want. He uh, works hard on construction all year, and then he, uh, well, half the year, and then he hunts and fishes the second half and traps. Um, so we have quite a bit of his content on OutdoorLife.com. So if you need a virtual window into the world of Alaska, that's a pretty good place to look. You know, one thing that I really loved about, you know, being there, you know, you go in the backcountry in Colorado or, you know, I mean, a lot of places, you can find some really remote uh, spots in the world. But it seems like in Alaska, you fly into Anchorage, you get five minutes outside of Anchorage, you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. And I love you it. are. That was the first time I ever seen you. Oh, you always see like the 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 uh, deer crossing signs. I see all these moose crossing signs. And then, like you said earlier, there's a moose standing on the side of the road. You know, I mean, just the whole experience as a whole, it's really hard uh, surreal to put into words. It truly is. You know, every one of your listeners needs to make at least one trip. And a good way to experience Alaska is fly to Anchorage, just like you're talking about. And then head down um, toward, toward Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, head down toward Seward, Saldova, you know, uh, all of those Chugach Peninsula towns. It's a great drive. The roads are good, but you can really see the grandeur and scale of Alaska in, you know, from the road. That's actually a, it's a pretty good introductory to the, uh, to the state. And after that, you can go wherever you want. But as you mentioned, it's, it's just a different scale. Actually, I have a buddy who just came back from, from there and he had an interesting perspective. He said he went up there. He's from Montana. He went up there to hunt and fish and just really lived the Alaskan dream. He came back here and he said, it's all there for the taking. The problem is you got to have a million dollars to buy a plane and get really <laughs> path to get into the, the interior of Alaska. And in some ways, he's right. Yeah. Just the scale of it is different from anything we're used to. Yeah. Actually, there's nothing like hitting a moose with a 55 Buick. Yeah, that, that's definitely on my bucket list, Jim. <laughs> I, did it bruise? <laughs> <laughs> he's riding with a she-fish. Actually, on, on Facebook the other day, there was a picture, and I don't know if it was in, in uh, the states or or where it was at but a moose in the front seat of like a subaru well obviously oh. they hit it right yeah, yeah. no he climbed in <laughs> there's a pet moose andrew <laughs> it wasn't hitchhiking <laughs> that was the one standing on the side of the road <laughs> you can pick up a lot of those hey we've been talking with andrew mckee and of course he's executive editor for outdoor life that's right get a lifetime subscription Outdoor life. Membership. Grow a beard and take uh, Andrew McKeon there to Alaska 
best uh, hunting fishing buddy you're ever going to have. One more time, where can we find you guys online? Outdoorlife.com. Check us out. Got to do it. All right, so we are talking about hunting last frontier on today's show. We want to say a special thank you to Outdoor Channel, also Nissan, High Mountain Seasonings, Extreme Beam, Cabela's, Ruger, and Outdoor Life. Andrew McKeon, best guy in the world. Here is a quick word from Mark. Jimmy's coming up next. He's going to be telling us about his Alaskan adventures. Yeah, with Andrew McKeon. Where he died twice. <laughs> Shooting caribou. Grew a beard. Mr. Andrew, thanks so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. That was fun. A bit of Alaskan history from Nissan. With over 3 million lakes, 3,000 rivers, and 34 miles of coastline, Alaska is one of the most beautiful fishing regions in the world. All five species of Pacific salmon, four species of crab, many kinds of ground fish, shrimp, herring, sablefish, pollock, and Pacific halibut are all harvested from Alaska. The largest salmon ever caught was at the Kenai River, weighing in at 97 and a half pounds. So have you fished Alaska? Show us your photos. Post them to our wall on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad and me. For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that see farther and run longer, you want Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. Go to www.extremebeam.com. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Ka'anapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Just be thankful you can't smell this show. Here are the boys. All right, Mrs. Bunny, you're joining us again. I am back and better than ever. You're back We're and better blessed. than ever. That's All right, right. So we are talking about... Oh, play it again. North to Alaska. That's our theme song for today. The rush is on. Yeah. Um, you know, before the break, Andrew McKeon, Outdoor Life, he's the uh, senior, no, no the executive director, editor. editor, director, whatever. He has something to do with a magazine yeah, at I Outdoor think, Life. I think he delivers them by hand. He puts the ink in the machine. That's it. Uh, no, you know, he was talking about caribou. Hunting. And that's his, his favorite thing, to, or one of his favorite things to hunt there. Because uh, he likes to eat them, though. Yeah, he does like to eat them. Anyways, moving on. Now, you have taken, what'd you say, five caribou? Five caribou. Why do you hate them so much? They're just mean. No, so where did you uh, where did you do your caribou hunting? Well, actually, in a couple different spots, I uh, hunted the uh, the Canadian herd up above uh, Fort Yukon, Alaska, and then I was up in up the Kuskokwim River, and I that that was the Mulchatna herd that I was hunting up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just able to, uh, you can take uh, two caribou, at least the time that I was hunting, you could take two caribou on a hunt. So I did. Mm-hmm. Now, in fact, one of the times I was actually above Lake Iliama, about maybe 10 or 11 miles. I could still see the lake from where I was at. That's not cool point. to name drop lakes, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're kind of a poser. Now, how many animals have you harvested uh, in Alaska? 
Well, uh, doll sheep, moose, caribou, wolf, and I think that's it. Bear. Oh, and bear. Really? Now, what would you rather, if you could go back right now, would you rather go hunting or fishing or combination trip? Well, I would really prefer a combination trip, but, you know, I've had so much fun uh, fishing up there. You know, I've caught northern pike and I've caught oh, the Dolly Varden that we talked about on a previous segment. Uh, of course, all the species, five species of salmon, uh, rainbow trout, uh, Arctic grayling, which is really a fun fish to catch. And you catch them on a fly rod. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, I've caught all of the fish. And the one fish that I haven't caught up there is the she fish. And it kind of looks like a freshwater tarpon is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could go to one place in particular, and I know, Bunny, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. I know you're going to ask this, Miss Bunny. Yes, I was. Um, if you could <laughs> pick one place in particular. Whether it was the scenery that you like, the animals that you could pursue, or the fish that you could catch. What is one place in Alaska that you haven't been to that you would like to go to? I'd like to go north of the Brooks Range. That's way to heckin' gone up there. North uh, to Alaska? Nome, Alaska. Oh, really? Yeah. It's up there, and of course, they've got uh, really good sheep hunting up there, but they also have caribou, and they have bear, and a lot of different things. But that's one place in Alaska I haven't been. I've been to the Bristol Bay uh, drainage. I've been to uh, uh, the Alaska Peninsula, out to Port Hyden, been down to... uh, the Another place I'd like to go, though, is um, Kodiak Island. I've not been to Kodiak Island, and I would like to go there. Uh, It's pretty much the same type of terrain that you find on the... the, uh, mainland but more heavily populated with bears right yeah, yeah they have a good population matter right. of fact you go and you can hunt deer there it's like a black-tailed deer it's not a very big deer and when you shoot the deer it's a dinner bell for the bear right and they come oh, in yeah and they want to steal your lunch right you know? that'd be a cool place to go to though it would yeah, yeah. very remote and and little known but there there is called ethnogen if Nogak, it's an island just a little north and east of Kodiak Island that has a resident herd of elk. Oh, no kidding. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know hmm. when they were transplanted there or whatever, but um, I had some friends that uh, landed there, and they were going to hunt, uh, start on one side, the west side of the island, and go to the east side of the island. They didn't know that uh, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, no. There's a big river in there. You couldn't get in there. <laughs> Anyhow, they had to call the Coast Guard to come and get them. That is a long ways to be out and about. It's like the Coast Guard's not going to show up in the next 20 minutes. You know, you're kind of up a creek for a while. Well, just how foolish are you to not do your homework to realize <laughs> you couldn't do that? That yeah. would suck. It's really <laughs> That'd dumb. That would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, even flying over to say, hey, this is not a good idea. But, but there's a lot of cool things. I want to encourage, encourage everybody, if you haven't been, or if you've been a hundred times, if you've been evicted from the state like Jimmy, yes. the state of Alaska, oh, you really got to go there. Such a beautiful place. They have so many different things to offer, whether you're uh, a hunter or a fisher, if you like you know, more scenic things, you like to hike, you like to take, if you're a big into photog. Well, the thing there's, is, there's something for everybody. You know, if you just fly to Anchorage, you can have a whole lot of fun right there in Anchorage. Just in the airport. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I spent the night in there a couple times. Yeah, that's because you couldn't get into a hotel. I had no more money. <laughs> I was flat broke. That's what I was. No, it is such a beautiful area. Um, well, you know, one of the things that I, I always told my kids, you need to go to Alaska at least five times before you get married. Mm. Travis, you went once and had four kids. Yeah, I didn't listen to that. It's been a month, though. It's a cold night in Alaska. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, you know, yeah. I went like June, I think June 1st through July 1st. Yeah. Month. It was beautiful. 
That's like going on four times then. That's, yeah, that's but good you were down. Me. You were down in the Seward area, Seward, which is on the Kenai Kenai Peninsula. Fish, did a lot of stuff. That's yeah, amazing. You know that Soldotna area, and and the Kenai runs right through the Soldotna and so forth. A very very pretty place, and the water is like an emerald green. Isn't that the glacial water? Yeah, it's like yeah, glacial it's a glacial water. stream. Yeah, you don't want to go swimming. Very, very you can't see very far into it, but nevertheless, and uh, uh, just to be able to catch some of those big kings, the biggest I caught was a sixty pounder, which is nice. Um, I caught lots and lots and lots of 15 pound silvers. Uh, you can catch sockeye or reds as you call them, um, really almost any time until they die off, obviously. Right. But, uh, I, I actually, I caught, I found out later I had caught and ate the new world record Arctic grayling. No kidding. Yeah. At the time it was like 25 or 26 inches and I caught one that was like 29 inches. I hope you kept the skeleton. <laughs> Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, so we are talking about the last frontier on today's show. Just heard uh, Jimmy talking about his uh, exploration. Go there, guys. Go to, five uh, times before you get married. And if you're there already, go seven times in. You've been up in it. Mrs. Bunny, when are you going to go? Uh, four babies and a puppy doesn't give me a whole lot of time. i no. got to find a really good babysitter. You could use a puppy for bait. True, I could. <laughs> He's still small enough. All right, so we want to say a special thank you to uh, Nissan Outdoor Channel High Mountain Seasonings Extreme Beam and Cabela's. How about Ruger? All great people. All products that you should take to Alaska and they're eco-friendly. Yeah, and if you don't like them, send them to me. That's right. All right, here is a word from Mark. Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest on your own show today. Yeah, it was the very <laughs> least I could do. That's amazing. And Mrs. Bunny, you really need to shut up. I know. All right, I stick know. around. The yak, clo- yak, 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 yak. The close is coming up next. Here's Mark. Don't go anywhere. Outdoor Channel on the Last Frontier. If marine mammals, wolf and wolverine are considered, Alaska has over a dozen species of big game animals. Hunters can pursue bison, caribou, elk, muskox, wolf, black bear, doll sheep, moose, various small game animals, brown grizzly bears, mountain goat, deer, and waterfowl. The wide array of hunting opportunities that abound in Alaska spread across 365 million acres. Big game densities are generally much lower than hunters are probably used to in more southern states, as many big game species in Alaska make long movements between seasonal ranges. Well, listen online anytime to Jim and Trav and the Revolution. Go to OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com to listen to the most recent show. with Jim and Trav. You know, we talked today about the last frontier and it's one of my favorite places in the world to go to. Alaska! Yeah, that's right. We want to thank our 430 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible like Miss Bunny, Funjo, or producer Mark Paneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. That's Master P. Alright, also, Pat Nicole Reeve, how about Jason Carter, Andrew McKeon, Mrs. Bunny, also Jimbo. Don't uh, sell yourself short there, buddy. You're amazing. I try not to. You're a great person. Alright, don't go anywhere. Mrs. Bunny, want to say anything before we go? No. Oh, okay. good. Thanks. Okay. She made really a few words. She got it all out earlier in the show. All right. So, uh, God bless you. We love you. Peace out. Local news and weather is coming up next. Take some kids out this weekend. We'll talk next week.
proceeding has been a production of Outdoor Trails Radio Network. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.